0: So I'm starting this episode and I'm finding myself really wishing that I had a set of chimes. Like, you know, in Greece, it's one of my daughter's favorite movies. And the principal's sitting down and her secretary always does ding, ding, ding. And then they go into the announcements. So I really wish I had them. But alas, I do not. And so instead, I'm just going to say... Welcome to Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and today I have with me my chief wearer of many hats, Stacey Brockmeyer. Hello, hello. Now, one of the things that Stacey does for our company, May Create, is she intakes new business. So she is well, she and Race really are the initial points of contact for our company. They talk to people and they listen to what they need out of a website. They help them plan it, they estimate it, and then they offboard that into our design build process. Now, at the beginning, though, she and Race both have a lot of conversations with people about How they're going to build their website and some of these people have already made the decision that they're going with a professional agency like ours, but there's lots of different types of website developers out there. And so If you're thinking about building a website right now, you may be wondering to yourself, how can I get this project done? Is it something I have to do on my own? Is it something that I should hire another person to do? And if so, what are my options? And so that's what this episode is all about. Me and Stacey talking through the options that you have to get your website built. And when I say options, I mean like the people who might build your website. Yeah, the people. The people. Okay, so... all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. So first, I want to start by explaining why this information is important. Well, (laughs) I feel like it's important for two reasons, and Stacey, chime in here when I'm like ringing a bell with you. There are many different people or ways that you can have your website built, and each one of them comes with a different price tag, a different time frame, a different level of quality, and a different level of convenience. They also come with a different level of service. (laughs) So as we go through these things, I want to define those decision-making factors for you so that way you can decide if this might be the right way for you to design your website or not.
1: I think that everyone in their business at one time or another has been in a DIY stage. And so in that stage of your business, you might be the web designer. You might be using a platform that you can drag and drop and and build your website on your own with minimal effort with a template and make it look really nice. Um, but one of the things that you need to think about with that is Talking to someone who's not in your business to understand what people need to see on your website.
0: You just need to do your homework, not just with the people who are your potential clients, but also looking at your competitors and seeing what is on their website. So that way you make sure that you're meeting the industry standards or exceeding them. So most people that build their websites on like Squarespace or Shopify or Wix, they are their own web developers. And that comes with some pros and cons, right? I mean, the price tag is a lot cheaper, but the time frame could be a lot longer <laughs> because you have to do it on your own.
1: <laughs> I kind of want to argue on the price tag thing because if you're a lawyer, you should be billing out at like hundreds of dollars an hour and you can pay a web developer not hundreds of dollars an hour. So if you're spending that much time, you could be paying someone to do it for you.
0: Fortunately, depending upon the type of business that you have, these plug-and-play systems might have all the features that you ever needed in a website, and so that's awesome. So your quality might be fine from a functionality perspective, but it might not be as awesome as if you had a designer do it because they might have an eye for design, whereas you might have an eye for contract writing, say. So there you go. (laughs) Um, If you are your own web developer, it can be convenient because you know how you put it together. And if you do it often enough, then you know how to fix it or adjust it. But on the other hand, if you're really busy, then that's not very convenient at all. And you have to figure out how to do it especially if you haven't been in there in a while. Like I am a web developer, but when I get into certain websites, I don't remember exactly how we formatted and coded things, so it's not easy to update them. So that can make it inconvenient. And then last but not least is service. And Stacey, have you ever interacted with, this is funny, how is it interacting with companies who are really, really big and provide a technology service when you need something from them?
1: Yeah, occasionally you get to have a good experience, but 97.9% of the time you're dealing with someone on chat who either doesn't know as much as you do or they think you're really dumb and so they treat you that way. And I don't like that. That's really not nice.
0: Like when they keep sending you back to the same help article on repeat and you're like that help article is how I found your phone number. So, don't send me there anymore because that's not the problem I'm trying to solve.
1: There was one time I bought some, I was trying to log into Kohl's and it wouldn't send me my password reset email, and the guy kept trying to tell me to check my spam. And at the time, we were part of an internet service providing company that sold email. And I kind of just wanted to tell him how smart I was. But I didn't. I just got off the chat.
0: <laughs> that would have taken a really long time because Stacy is very smart. <laughs> <laughs> now, we live in a community that is flush with students because we are a college town. And so a lot of people have students develop their websites for them. So Stacy, how do you think the price tag is having a student design your website for you.
1: Most students will work for beer.
0: So cheap-ish. Cheap-ish, depending on the beer, I guess. <laughs> Pretty darn cheap. And then let's talk a little bit about the time frame. It, I think it could be
1: very nominal and it could be very long because they're busy. They have a whole nother focus. I mean, they could put it together really quickly depending on how dedicated they are. So,
0: And they could get another wild hair and just abandon ship altogether and then you're left with a partially completed site which kind of stinks quality i've seen students produce beautiful work and i've seen a lot of students a lot more students produce things that are kind of not awesome at all so
1: i think one of our things that is important in that is students don't have an art director Oh, yeah. So they don't have anyone reviewing their work and and teaching them the ways and to be better.
0: That's true. So if a student's going to do it as part of a class project, you might get a far better product at the end than if they were just doing it on their own.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And then convenience. So I do feel like if you have a student that comes in and really gets to know you and hangs out with you and gives you that amount of attention it can be super convenient because they can do a really good job of telling your story in a way that somebody who isn't there as much might not so that could be a really positive thing about working with a student but then on the other hand too they are not going to be nearly as fast to turn things around as probably a lot of professionals would be because they just haven't faced that problem before so they're learning on the job and then service. <laughs> so um, how many college-age people do you know, Stacy, that will answer a phone call?
1: Crickets.
0: <laughs> I mean, I do make sure that any nanny that I hire answers her phone when I call. If she doesn't or she doesn't have her voicemail set up, I just throw away the number and I never even entertain the idea of hiring them. Because if they're going to watch my kids, they need to answer the phone. Yeah. It's part of being a grown up.
1: (laughs) I I would venture to say that while a student could do a great job building your site for you, the likelihood that they are going to service that site long term is nominal.
0: This is true. So make sure that if a student builds your site for you, they build it on a platform that's well supported by freelancers or agencies, so something like Squarespace that a lot of people know how to use, or Wix, or WordPress, those are all systems that lots of people know how to use. And so if you pick one of those, then you would have pretty good insurance. Like, you know, people would be able to pick up and do what you needed them to do. Yep. All right. So let's talk about the third one.
1: In-house designers. Very few people really need an in-house designer, full-time web developer. You know, we a lot of our companies have someone who can update their website, but that doesn't mean that that person is a full-time in-house web designer.
0: We have worked with a few companies just delivering CSS, HTML, and graphics for their web developers because those companies provide... A completely online customizable buildable product through a web interface and their office is essentially online and so they're always fun to work with because it's fun to just do part of the project and not have to do it all but those are the only types of businesses that i've ever really encountered that really need an in-house web developer
1: And we work with a lot of people who have an in-house marketing person who isn't necessarily a web developer and we give them the shell and then they run with it. They can update it. They can add stuff to it all the time and and kind of make it what they want it to be, but we design it and build it for them.
0: So then you get the best of both worlds. You have like a really well-built site that does everything that you want, but then you have updates on demand whenever you need them. So that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool.
1: I mean, the price tag of an in-house web designer is pretty steep, really, because you're paying that salary for a full-time person.
0: Unless you are comparing it with hiring a marketing company or a web design agency to do that same amount of 40-hour work or a week work, then, then it would be considerably cheaper. Right. But ultimately, it's yeah. most websites that we build are going to cost between like five and $15,000. And so, I mean, you can't hire somebody full-time for a whole year for that. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. So um, then quality, you could get great quality if you have a great person. Convenience, I think it would be super convenient to have an in-house web developer. I have one and I really like them.
1: (laughs) It's super handy. You just say, hey, we need this thing to happen.
0: Yeah, because I mean, and it it does. And then service, I mean, you would get great service because that person's at your beck and call. That's pretty great. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so the next one is a part-time freelancer. And our nonprofits will often have a part-time freelancer build a website for them. So this could be a board member who's volunteering. It could be a part-time like student. Obviously, students could fall into this category. A person who has a full-time job and is only doing web development part-time, that would be your part-time freelancer. Okay, so there are some real positive things about this, like the price tag, because usually a part-time web developer is going to do your project way cheaper than a full-time freelancer or an agency. Like, they're going to be less expensive because they have another job.
1: Yeah, they're not using this as their sole income to feed their family.
0: And the time frame, though, I think is where the rubber hits, like, like not the rubber... What am I trying to say? The
1: rubber meets the road. No,
0: because that would be positive. This is like negative. It, the time frame is negative.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get it done fast. They
0: I have always another job.
1: <laughs> I always say you get to have good, fast, and cheap, and you get to pick two of them. And you probably picked cheap with this kind of person, but you may not. It's either going to be good or fast. You get to pick one or the other.
0: I do 100% agree with that because the quality could totally be there. They might be absolutely legit. They they just have other stuff that goes on during the day. So you can't probably call them in the middle of the day and ask them for something. The turnaround time for them building your site and the turnaround time for them doing updates on your site will be longer than other types of web designers.
1: They're just pulled in a lot of directions. It's just like working a second job because that is exactly what they're doing. You're working multiple jobs.
0: Which, if I got a second job, I would way rather go do something that doesn't require, like, I don't know, as much thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I want to go be a barista, you know? Well, oh, ooh, a bartender. Wait, I did that. It was awesome. That was a great part-time gig.
1: (laughs) I really want to be the flower delivery guy from Gerbs, which is Kroger for like in other parts of the country. But how great would it be to just make people smile all day, every day? Because you just brought them flowers. And who's mad about that?
0: That is amazing. That would be a great job. I know. Almost as good as slinging drinks. Almost. Okay, so then full-time freelancer would be the next type of web developer, and price tag on these, honestly, they, it has a huge range. I, some of them are extremely experienced and they will charge you as much as I would charge you for my team. And they, they can and they should because they do amazing work. They are like working with an agency, but you have like one, maybe two people.
1: Yeah, and that's good and bad sometimes because I think one of the greatest things about an agency is you get to bounce ideas back and forth. You have people that kind of check over or have different perspectives about what the website should be, Um, but these people are very professional usually and know what they're doing.
0: I think the challenge with working with a full-time freelancer that I hear about most is Sometimes the quality isn't all the way there because they might not have that extra set of eyes looking it over and making sure that everything is just right. And the level of service can be hit and miss because they could be really focused on your project at the current time. And so they're giving you a great service and then suddenly they just drop off the face of the earth and honestly, we have I have a lot of people that apply for jobs at May Create who are full-time freelancers and are ready to get out of the gig. So if you're thinking about using a full-time freelancer and then they take a full-time job, then you're going from having a full-time freelancer at your beck and call to having a part-time freelancer. And we just discussed the drawbacks of the part-time person. So... I, so they're, they're hit and miss, right?
1: I mean, a full-time freelancer, just the same, is pulled in a lot of different directions because they're the salesperson, they're the account service person, they're the bookkeeper, they're des- the designer, they're the developer. They're all the things for all of their clients.
0: And then the next one that we have is a non-website-focused agency. So what I'm talking about here is the agency that is actually a radio station, or is actually a an, marketing agency or maybe they're a TV station an or I,
1: IT company or an internet service
0: provider often you have those yeah and all these people suddenly become web developers and I, i'm <laughs> I, these are these are probably the people i would stay away from the most
1: <laughs> yeah i a million percent agree they, they're doing it because someone asked them about it and they saw that they could make a little bit of money, but they're certainly not the professional who's thinking through what you need.
0: No, and I also feel like they tend to produce things at, just incorrectly, straight up. Like that that full-time freelancer is going to be more of a professional and have much more of a clue of what they're doing. You know that the student is a gamble, but the non-website focused agency, sometimes they have great people and sometimes they just like don't. They don't have any clue what they're doing and we inherit their stuff and it's just such a disservice to the people that paid for it. That mm-hmm. It's just a bummer. So I don't know. I I'm, I guess I'm just not as like as, it's not it's not their gig like it's not their full-time gig they are basically part-time freelancers
1: <laughs> well and their price tag is the same as an agency that does focus on web design which is I think the biggest bummer in it all is that you paid a you paid full price for the expired can of beans
0: yes but <laughs> okay so let's talk about the positives though. So oftentimes from a convenience perspective, it can be pretty convenient because they're going to have your website, they're going to be running radio ads, they might be doing your online ads. So it's all kind of like spiraled into one. And because they're making their money off you in one like vertical, they can offer you some other services often less expensively. They're not going to be super high quality all the time, but you can get them. So you might get a video. You might get online ads. It doesn't mean that it's going to be the best video. It doesn't mean that they're going to be well-managed online ads, but you're going to get a lot more because that's their Service model, right? It's more of a McDonald's, make a little bit of money off of all of it. Then they're going to make their money off one piece of it mostly, if that makes sense, which would mm-hmm. probably be the mainstream of advertisement. It might be the magazine ad, that's where they make their most money. And then the other things are just add ons. So they don't need to charge as much, but also they might not be as good at them. So it is convenient to just have one service rep for all of your marketing and to get one invoice. And not a ton of invoices, right? (laughs) Who likes to pay a billion invoices? It's just nice to be able to call one person and have your questions answered. Um, Okay, so then last but not least, a web-focused agency. So that's what we are. We're a web-focused agency. And of course, we love these people because that's what we choose to be, right? So price tag on a web-focused agency is going to be about the same as a regular agency. Mm-hmm. And I, I do. In in the price tag
1: realm, though, a web agency in a city or in a more populated place is going to be more expensive than like we live in Columbia, Missouri, and we're a smaller place in the Midwest. And so I think when you're talking about price tag, it is important to keep in mind the cost of living where you're looking, because that is going to make a difference in the cost of your website not the quality but the cost
0: and that's why we end up getting a lot of clients from bigger cities throughout the US because they see the quality of work that we do and they know that our prices are lower or they don't know at first until they get their estimate back. And they're like, whoa, I just got an estimate for like four times this. And then Stacy's always like, oh, man, <laughs> maybe we should charge more. But we don't because we charge for what we do. We do great. It's awesome. Yep. So the price tag can vary, especially by city size and age of company. When when May Create started, we didn't charge as much as we charge now. And that's but that's the same with your part-time freelancers, your full-time freelancers, your agencies. If it's a new service, they're gonna be charging you less than if it's a service that they are fully ingrained in and really, really know how to do. Because at that point, you're paying for the quality, convenience, and service, right? Um, so time frame on a web-focused agency
1: oftentimes we're working with business owners who don't have the time to sit down with us for a week to get their website done. And so we ask them to make small decisions along the way, which takes a little bit longer. Um, I mean, our process is 12 weeks typically from start to finish.
0: And there's some companies, too, that do even more intricate programming services than we do. And that time frame is going to take longer as well because they have to go through multiple iterations and make sure that it all works for the users. They might even be doing, like, user testing for you. So in that case, I mean, you know, time. But... One of the things that we really pride ourselves on is getting projects done on time. Like we put people on a calendar and we work them through the process with deadlines in it. And we really manage our workload to be able to get those projects done on time. So if you're working with a company like Maycreate and you're getting that calendar ahead of time, then the timeline should really be delivered as expected because they're communicating with you about it. And you know, it's not wishy-washy, it's happening. As far as quality goes,
1: I mean, this is what we cut our teeth on. It's our bread and butter. It's what we do. So I expect the quality to be great.
0: And I have seen many other companies who are true web development companies and their websites are beautiful. They're gorgeous. So I feel like they really know what they're doing because this is what we focus on, right? Like, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) So so of course we know what we're doing because it's what we do day in and day out. We haven't spread ourselves thin. As far as convenience goes, I feel like when you work with a web development agency, you do get more convenience in the long run because they're going to create you something that really serves you. They're not going to build you something that you can't use yourself or that your users don't use or like because that does not support their business model. (laughs) Like really, if we're honest with ourselves, like I don't really want to update every single client's website every single time that they need the tiniest update. I want them to be able to do it on their own and I want it to be logical and systematic for them. I don't want them to have to think about it that hard. And I think that most companies adhere to that same belief factor. Like, we're here to build websites, not do every single thing on the website. So, we're trying to make it very useful for you. So, the convenience in the long run is that it'll be easier for you to use in the long run. In the short run, you're going to have them ask you a whole bunch of questions that you probably don't know the answer to.
1: <laughs> but that's okay because they should be consulting you through that process.
0: And then the service level for a web focused agency.
1: Oftentimes, these agencies are structured with an account service person who is the main point of contact on your account. And so they, you really have a person, which is really nice because you get to know that person, you have a relationship with that person, and they provide a really good service for you. And then oftentimes, also, if that person's on vacation, they're supported by a team. And so you can always get a hold of someone as opposed to kind of a one-man band who, if they're on vacation and your website gets hacked, well, sorry about ya.
0: I do think one thing to note though is that most of the time, the person that you speak with in this style of agency is not the designer developer. Those folks are designing and developing websites. They're not talking to clients. If you really, really feel like you need to speak to the person who is doing the physical work on your site, you're probably going to have to have either a student or an in-house developer, or a part-time freelancer, or a full-time freelancer, because that's not what you're gonna get from the agencies. There are some positives about that though, which is that a lot of designers do not think like marketers. Some of them do. Those people are probably like me, and they run a business. <laughs> but, but the other ones are their designers. And so they just think of things as shapes and colors, not necessarily what's going to motivate your audience to action and what's going to be the best thing for you to do to display your information to get the right result from your audience. So, Having that account service person who is service-minded, who is often a marketing-minded individual be the person that you interface with means that you've got a creative mind that you get to talk to all the time that will kind of then plan it out and hand it off to somebody who can make it gorgeous for you. Mm -hmm. So, But we do have a lot of clients that when they transition from the freelancer over into an agency like ours are like, no, I have to be able to talk to the designer. And we do involve the designers at certain points in the design. But they are not the person that you talk to every single day.
1: Yeah, they we pay them to design and build websites. So that's where they're at.
0: And every time they have to talk to a client, it's like interrupting their workflow.
1: And they quite frankly, just don't like it.
0: <laughs> they kind of want to just hang out in a cave. Not lying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. With maybe a very small dog on their lap.
1: Probably surrounded by a mountain of chocolate.
0: Or Rubik's Cubes.
1: Yep, they probably have a poster of something um, from, like, a Japanese cartoon on their wall.
0: You're so right. They always know about all of the video game characters from, like, it's, is it Pokemon?
1: The, po- po- the Pokemon. Pokemon. Yep. I have a nine-year-old who really is into it, and I listen, and I still don't understand it.
0: Man, I'm so glad that we have them to keep us in the forefront of technology and... Gaming. Gaming. Yeah. Like the the culture, the culture that I'm clearly missing as a business owner and an aerialist. <laughs> like I'm just missing the other parts. So they keep us fresh. We
1: love them. They we are really so great.
0: Okay, friends. So... Hopefully with this episode, you've taken away some nuggets and pros and cons of each different type of web designer that we can think of. And if you think of another one, let us know. We could definitely review them too. So as you are planning out how you're going to build your website, realize that you could do it yourself, right? You could hire a student. You might have an in-house developer, but you probably won't. You could have a part-time freelancer, a full-time freelancer, An agency that is not website focused or a web focused agency, and all of them hopefully would deliver you a website that you absolutely love that reaches your goals. So if you want to think more about websites, we have all kinds of podcast episodes about websites from like what to put on specific pages of your site to, I mean, like I'm not like just stop, so many things. So if you want to geek out website with us or if you want to talk about other marketing things, then head on over to makecreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com and check it out. And we'll also have the notes from this episode in that same website. So thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your time. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose.